With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. Engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Okay, let's turn today to Genesis. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. <clears throat> Genesis 18:19. Remember this is the King James version. This is my mother's Bible. My mother passed away last year, so I love reading her Bible. Okay, so we're in Genesis 18 and 19. Look, today, the idol that we're repenting of today is uh, homosexuality and sexual perversion and uh, sexual immorality, basically. So we're going to find out today what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Why was it God destroyed that city? And maybe we can learn from God our Father. Good morning, Miss Kim. Good morning. Okay, so let's go over here and remember on my, this is the U version app. This is what reads to us in the morning. So let me turn in <clears throat> this electronic Bible over to Genesis. Genesis 18. All right, let's pray real quick. Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we give this Bible study to you. Holy Spirit, have your way. <clears throat> teach us this morning and God we want to learn more about you we want to learn your character 
What makes you tick? What What are you like? We want to get to know our Father. <clears throat> Who is the righteous judge today? You are holy, Lord. And we pray that you teach us, lead us, and guide us into all the truth, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Bride, get your Bibles open to Genesis 18. Let me get a drink and then we'll get started. Alright, here we go. Genesis 18. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lift up his eyes, and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door, and bowed himself toward the ground. Now, bride, this is Abraham. I want you to put yourself in that position. Can you imagine seeing three men walk up to your tent way out in the desert? <laughs> and then you're like, oh my God, these are angels coming to visit me. And then you ran to meet them and bowed yourself towards the ground because you recognized the moment that you was in, okay? <laughs> this is awesome. And said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. Now I just want to throw in a little something here, bride. This is why I keep a bedroom open in my house uh, to ministers, prophets, ministers, because I want to minister to them. When they come through my town, I want my house, my doors to be open. And listen, when I traveled across the United States, I saw that in many, many cities how God does that. He has his people have a house, have a room open, just for ministers and they can come in they can rest and then we take care of the ministers and so this is kind of like what he's he's doing here you know he may think they're angels or he may know it's god i don't know yet but he tells them please don't leave i want to take care of you let's keep going i will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts after that ye shall pass on for therefore are ye come to your servant and they said, So do, as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal needed, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd, and fetched a calf tender and good, Aww. and gave it unto a young man. And he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk, and the calf which he had dressed, and set it before them. Oh, I got a pause. Bride, can you imagine how awesome that would be to sit with God himself under a tree? And then you have fed him. You gave him your own cattle and your own food and have your had your wife prepare him a cake and everything. I mean, can you imagine how awesome that is? When I read the Bible, I like to put myself in their position. I just think that would be so awesome. And what an awesome opportunity that is for Abraham to be able to uh, show hospitality to God. Amen. God is so amazing. All right, let's keep going. Him. Where is Sarah, thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, 
Sarah. Can you imagine? But Welsh took it in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my lord being old also? <laughs> and the lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Oh, that's the word this year for 2018, baby. Come on now. Yes, Lord. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No, it's not. Nothing is impossible with God. And I think that is awesome that God turned around and said that to Abraham. Your wife is in the tent laughing because I'm telling you, I'm going to give her a child within a year. And then she's in there saying, how can I have pleasure my old age? And even my husband, how can my husband have pleasure? <laughs> God is so funny. All right, let's keep going. At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. We're in verse 15, Genesis chapter 18. Wow, she lied to God. And rose up from thence, and looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Okay, pause, pause, pause. Look at what the scripture is saying. This is Genesis chapter 18. God himself come down to the earth. It may have been Jesus. Some speculate it was Jesus. Some speculate angels. It could have been the Trinity come down or whatever. But three of them come down. And then they're walking towards Sodom and they're talking amongst each other. And they say, should we tell Abraham what we're going to do? And I want you to see this, bride, because this is us today. This is us today. You will see how he handles this is how he will handle us today. All right, let's keep going. Uh, by the way, this is Genesis 18 for you that just tuned in. Uh, Genesis 18 and verse 14. And this is when the three men came to see Abraham. Abraham had hospitality towards them, took care of them. And now they're walking towards Sodom and Gomorrah. So here we go. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Aww. But I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. Wow. So God, they're talking, and he's saying, this is what we're going to do for Abraham. We trust him. We know that he's going to keep the truth, because that's what he's saying right here about justice, bride. Abraham is going to do right, and he's going to stand up for truth and have justice and truth in God's justice way. So, this is so amazing. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it. 
Now, Brad, I, <clears throat> I want to encourage you, if you have not watched my video on the clarion call where I talked about the judgment, this was back early November, and I said, is judgment coming to America? And then, you know what the Lord did whenever I did that, Brad, is he took me back to the Old Testament and showed me his judgments, and he showed me his character. And did you know that the way that God brings judgment is he sees, he hears type of deal. And in this situation, he come down because he wanted to see the sins of the people. Some of them he heard the sins of the people and he had to do something about it. I encourage you, go back and listen to that. It's really good what the Lord revealed about judgment. Okay, here we go. Which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence, and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy, and not spare the place, for the fifty righteous that are therein? Okay, Brad. First of all, I want to say... Who does Abraham think he is? <laughs> I mean, how bold is that to stand before God and say, God, would you do this? Why would you do this to 50 people if they love you? Why would you destroy them for what everybody else do? I mean, I just think it's so bold of Abraham. Let's see what happens here. That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Wow. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. He's humbling himself. There shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure, there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. Isn't that said, something, Brad? Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure, there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, Look how bold Abraham oh, is. The Lord be angry, and I will speak yet. <laughs> Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned unto his place. Okay, I want to say this right here. This team that we have assembled, this uh, team that is praying 40 days and repenting. This is what we're doing with God right here. We are communing with God. We are pleading on behalf of our peoples. 
And this is what Abraham did. This is intercession, Brad, that we're watching right here. Where God is talking to God like, God, you know, consider this, consider that. This is the same thing Moses did, Brad. When the children of Israel built those idols, Moses interceded before the Lord. This is what this team is doing, and God is listening. Let's keep going. Right here, he's asking God, God, you're going towards Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, and he kept saying, consider this, consider this. And it all boiled down to just 10 people. If they can find 10 people in that whole entire city that's righteous, they will not destroy it. Now, let's see what happens. Now we're on chapter 19, Genesis 19. Genesis 19. And there came two angels to Sodom at even. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Okay, pause, pause, pause. Let me back up a little bit and explain what just happened here, Brian. First of all, do you remember when Abraham and Lot split ways? They both had too many people. So... Abraham looked at Lot and said, Lot, you pick the land that you want. Well, Lot looked around, got a little selfish, and he said, I want that big fluffy green grass over there. So Lot chose the best grass, and this is where it ended up, next to Sodom and Gomorrah. So here's Lot, I mean, here's Lot sitting at the gate, and he sees two angels. And Lot, it says that he rose up to meet them and bowed himself with his face toward the ground. So obviously the presence of these angels, he recognized who they was. And he's in this city, so there's number one out of the ten. Okay, let's see. And he said, <clears throat> Behold now, my lord, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. All right, pause. Remember what Abraham did when he saw the three? He said, please, let me make you a cake. Let me take care of you. Let me give you something to drink. Stay here in my house, in my tent. I encourage you, bride, if you don't have a room set up in your house for prophets and ministers, I encourage you to consider that. Because uh, there's plenty of people when they come to town that you can bless, you can get to know these people. There's a lot when you someone stays with you uh, that you can get to know. I mean, it's really a... I'm just saying that just so you'll be blessed as well. All right, let's keep going. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him and entered into his house. And he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. So he convinced them, and then they came in and fellowshiped with him. So let's keep going. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. Wow. And they called unto Lot, and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. Wow. It's like the night of the zombies. That's what that sounds like, don't it, bride? Because he brings these angels in his house. This is Lot. 
He brings them in and he gives them a big feast and he, he takes care of them and they're just getting ready to get all snugly in their bed and all of a sudden, bang, bang, bang. We want those men. Can you imagine the lust in those men's hearts? The perverseness in their hearts. So much so that they're willing to murder for it. They're willing to uh, be all angry and force Lot to get those two men because fresh blood just walked in the town, basically. I mean, consider this bride how sick this is. This is gross. These are people that Lot brought in his own house and they're demanding to be with these guys. Okay, let's keep going. And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him. Okay, you know what that tells me, Bride? He was so scared of what they were going to do to these men that he walks outside the house and he slams the door behind him like, I mean, I can just see him scared. And just shutting the door and trying to block the door from these men that are ravenous wolves. Wanting to come in and get these men. I mean, can you just picture what this is like? And said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Okay, first of all, this is a good example of why we cannot be tainted. Why we cannot partner with the wicked. Why we cannot touch the unclean thing. Now here's Lot, who just left Abraham, who knows righteousness and knows right living. Why is he living in Sodom and Gomorrah? He knows these people are utterly wicked. And he's partnering with them. He's exposing his family to them. You cannot flirt with a demon and not expect to have demon effects. Not expect to taint and pollute the waters. If you touch the unclean thing, you are messing with the devil. And that's what Lot did. And look what's going to happen here because of his actions of choosing to stay around this wickedness. Now see, Lot, when he ran out there and he told these angels this... He already knew they was wicked. He already knew these people. And yet he stayed there. Let's keep going. Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you. And do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. Now, Brad, is that not pitiful? Is that not pitiful? That is disgusting and sad on so many levels. Because what Lot has done, number one, he was selfish and took the good of the land. And number two, he saw these angels come and he bows on the ground. Number three, he brings them in his home. And then they, he feeds them and takes good care of them. And then all of a sudden, here come the ravenous wolves. Wanting to have sex with these angels. And what does Lot do? First of all, Lot knew he was doing the wrong thing by staying there. So now he has brought sin upon his own household. So he offers them his own children. He is sacrificing his own children. Because of the wickedness that he has done. And now 
And he's telling them, take my daughters and do with them what you want. Rape them, foment them, kill them. I don't care. But just don't touch these men. Sometimes the enemy, when we open up the door, bride, he will take us further than we ever imagined and ever even wanted to go. That's what perversion does. When we open the door to one perversion thing, it will slowly cook us in a pot like a frog. It will want to completely destroy you. Sexual perversion, it doesn't start with people being in gross sexual perversion. It starts with one decision. It starts with opening the door to the devil and giving him just a little bitty inch. And then it'll grow and grow and grow and grow and grow until you end up like Lot. And you want to sacrifice your own children because you're so deep into this. That you feel like you cannot get yourself out. That is what's happening right here in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot has dug himself a hole. He stayed in Sodom and Gomorrah knowing the gross sin that has taken place in that city. And when the angels come and these ravenous wolves come to the door... Wanting to pull them out and have sex with them, he comes out and sacrifices his own daughters and tells them, take my own daughters because I've went so far I can't turn back, basically, is what he's saying. Now let's keep going and find out what happens. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn and he will need to be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them? And they pressed sore upon the man even oh, man. and came near to break the door. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine the fear upon Lot at this point? Because here's Lot. Let's look at verse 8. We say, Behold now, I have two daughters. Now this is Lot talking to these crazy people. Which have not known man. Let me, I pray thee, pray you, bring them out to you and do what you want as good as in your own eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. He knew who was in his house. And they said, these are these crazy ravenous wolves, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. In other words, they were determined to get what they want. Let's keep going. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut to the door. Oh! Oh! Can you imagine how terrible this is, bride? This is so bad, they had to put him in and hide him, basically. Oh, my gosh. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. Okay, Brad, what does this tell you when it says small and great? It means that this perverseness was so deep in the city that it was probably the mayor, the leaders of the city, all the way down to the weakest man. That's how deep the perversion had gotten in that city. And remember what I said. It all starts with opening that little door 
Once you open that little door, it just spreads and spreads and spreads. Amen. Let's keep going. And the man said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. But we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of the Lord. Oh. And the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. Oh, isn't that sad, Brad, when judgment comes like that? One thing I want to point out, okay, Lot is about to exit Sodom and Gomorrah knowing judgment is there, okay? And I want you to notice that when all this is done, who are the ones going to end up coming out with him? He brought in a multitude of people. Remember him and Abraham had to split because there were so many people. He's the shepherd of all these people. And he brings them in, and then when he leaves and judgment comes, how many is he walking out with? That is an injustice within itself. That is sad, because he opened the door and brought them in perversion. So, let's, let's follow that when this happens. Watch this. And Lot went out, and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place. For the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. Oh. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened to Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Oh my God, the sons didn't go with him? Oh, it's terrible. What a tragedy. He's ending up leaving the city with just three other people. There's only four. And they, God said he would have mercy with ten. I mean, how many people are in this city? There must be a million people. And they cannot even find ten. Because the sin had affected the whole city. Brad, look at this like zombies. Once you bite that unclean thing, it spreads like a, a disease. And that's what happened. They were like ravenous, sinful wolves because they were so tainted. And then even when Lot went to his sons-in-law, these are his family, and he went to them and said, please, this city is going to be destroyed tomorrow. You've got to come with me and get out of this. They did not even believe him because their hearts were so hard, waxing so cold in this sin. Let's keep going. And while he lingered, the man laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth, and sent him without the city. Oh! Oh my goodness! What a scripture that is, bride! How many of us do this? We do it so much. Because he said he lingered. What was causing him to want to delay his response to God? What was he thinking in his heart? Is that he, he lo his love for probably his son-in-law's, the love for the city, like, I can't believe what I've done. I'm only leaving this place with three people, and I came in with a million people, and I've not shepherded right or whatever. But what is it that caused him to feel that way? And then God's mercy is so great. 
that the angels grabbed him and practically dragged them out of the city. Because also, this right here should assure us, bride, of how when God's judgment comes, his protection over his people, over his righteous, he will protect us like a glove. I talked about that in that video. Bride, I encourage you to watch it. It's a good one. The one I did in November that talked about is judgment coming to America. And then how God showed me all the different judgments of the past and how everything happened. It's very interesting. I encourage you to go back and look at that. Because God protected every one of his people through that. We do not have to fear at all. We just have to have compassion and humility. Because when others are hurting because they're being judged for their sin and whatnot, we have to be willing to show love and not boast at all in anyone's suffering. Because we're going to see a whole lot of suffering this year. And we're going to have to be able to let the Lord use us through it all. Okay? So let's keep going. I think we're on verse 17 here. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Now, this is awesome that God is protecting them and trying to let them know how bad this judgment is that's about to hit Sodom and Gomorrah. So that was his mercy there saying, Don't look back. Get out of the plains. This is going to be terrible. What's about to happen? Let's keep going here. And Lord said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold now, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shown unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one, and my soul shall live? Now, bride, think about this for a minute. What is happening here? These angels that are bringing judgment upon this city, they're having to drag him out because he's got this hesitancy in his heart, and it's God's mercy upon him, right? And then when they tell him where to go, he argues with them. And he's like, oh, I can't go up there. I'll die. Some evil will fall upon me. It's like, dude, they're fixing to bomb your city. God knows where you're going to be. He is purposely putting angels in your path to pull you out and save you. know, I just think that it's funny how people are. All right, let's keep going. And he said unto him, see, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. Wow, look at that scripture right there. That is so awesome how God is. Look, he says, and he says, see, I have accepted thee concerning this thing. In other words, okay, I hear what you got to say, so this is what I'm going to do. I will not overthrow that city for which you have spoken. Uh, hasten thee, which means hurry up and escape over there. For I cannot do anything, anything, 
until thou come there. In other words, I have to hold off this just this judgment until you're protected and safe. Bride, that is a word to us today. God's great, wonderful, and massive mercy towards us in judgment. They're right there. Let's keep going. Sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. And the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Isn't that sad, bride? Why do you think she looked back? Have you ever pondered that? Why did she look back? Well, one theory is she looked back because her heart was still there. She loved it. I mean, who knows what she got involved with there. But, uh, I mean, we really don't know her heart. But there's something caused her to disobey the Lord. And she ended up becoming a pillar of salt. But you think about how this city was destroyed, bride. I mean, God just rained down brimstone and fire. He utterly, utterly destroyed that place. Okay, we look at the men that came to Lot's house, and they were basically like ravenous wolves wanting to have sex with these angels. Then let's look at Lot. I mean, Noah. And what happened with Noah? Why did God destroy the earth then? He destroyed the earth because the angels came down and started having sex with humans. Immorality was rampant in the land. Evil in their hearts continually is what the Lord says. See, the enemy wants to come into the bride through sexual perversion. He wants us to open the door to that which causes so many other tentacles to rise up in our lives when we open the door to perversion. It ends up causing us to be like this and to be like what happened in Noah's day. But see, God, he cannot be around sin. And when we open the door to perversion, it rots us inside, literally rots us to death. And it just slowly creeps in when you open this door and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Listen, Brad, I interviewed this guy one time and he was, I did it on the radio, and he was uh, a satanic high priest in the nation. He had went through the ranks. He was a satanist from the time he was 10 years old. He was serving the satanist church from the time he was 10. Because the Christian church made fun of him for the way he was clothed. And he was embarrassed. And then the satanic church took him in. And he ended up serving the satanic church for, let's see, was it 30 years he served them. Well, he went from here all the way to the top of the nation for the satanic high priest. And listen to what he told me on the radio. He said that while he was going through all this and doing all these gross things, he had all the money you could dream of. He said he could just say, I want a Lamborghini, and it would appear outside. 
Everything his heart desired, as long as he served Satan, was given to him in this world. And what ended up happening to him is he was inside this barn and he was uh, being initiated into the highest priesthood in the land. And he had to sacrifice a baby to do it. And he had his hand up with the knife ready to uh, kill the baby. And all of a sudden he said he just felt the little bit of goodness. He said it was so little that was left inside his heart that uh, he dropped the knife and he said, I can't do it. And all those people that was in this barn was dressed in these black robes. And they told him, if you do not kill that baby, we will kill you. And he turned around to them. Now, see, he said that they all feared him greatly. Okay? They feared him greatly. Everybody was scared of him because he was so evil. And he told them, he said, you will not kill me. And this is what they did. From the time he was at the altar and he walked, he tried to get out of the church. They tortured him, raped him, ripped his clothes off, stabbed him, and beat him. Until he got out of the church. When he got out of there, they, he had to find a way to a hospital. And then, let me tell you what the devil did to him. To ruin him. See... When he served the devil, he had all these accolades and all this stuff, prestige. When he decided to leave that world, the devil tricked him and sent him a woman who said she was an ex-priestess uh, and that uh, they got married. She had a daughter and then immediately the daughter turned around and accused him of molestation. And because he had no money, see, the devil stripped him of all money. They told him, if you will just sign this saying that you did this, uh, we'll do this for you and whatever. So he ended up signing it even though he didn't do it, and now the devil tortures him. He told the world, he said, I did not start out wanting to get to that point. I started out in little stuff. I just opened the door to the enemy, and he ended up taking me all the way to such gross sin I can't even talk about what I've done. And now this boy, he lives in a little barn, and he uh, that's how he survives in this barn. And he said he still to this day has demons that come see him because they want him back. They offer him all of his stuff back, and they would probably clear his record for him to come back to that level. But he chooses to suffer for Christ. While we're thinking about him, let's pray for him. Lord, we pray for that man that you would deliver him and let justice flow over that man. That he would be delivered and set free in every way. And that he would be free of all them demons that try to torture him, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Abundantly bless him, Lord. So that's the whole point of Sodom and Gomorrah. They didn't start out being this perverse that they just want to you know, have sex with angels. They probably started out just opening up the door to the devil and then it ended up just infecting the whole city, the whole entire city. And when God destroyed it and rained down brimstone and fire, he said, I want everything they touch to be destroyed. Now, Bride, if you can watch that video I did about the judgment, 
That is how God feels about it. That's why he says, touch not the unclean thing. Because when you touch stuff, you taint it. When you partner with things, you taint it or you retain their taint. God hates mixture. He does not want us to mix. And that's what's happening in the emergent church and in the um, ecumenical movement. They're partnering with this one world government and one world religion. Okay, well, let's keep going here. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Oh. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in the which Lot dwelt. Well, I have never seen that before, Brad. Did you just catch on to what that scripture just said? Lot's wife had just turned around and looked and turned into a pillar of salt, right? But then the very next scripture says, And Abraham got up early in the morning. Now can you imagine Abraham knowing that his nephew Lot is in Sodom and Gomorrah and God's about to destroy the city? And you know he's concerned about his family down there, right? So it says, Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. He went to the very place where the Lord visited. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. Wow! Have you ever caught on to that before, Bride? It wasn't Lot that redeemed himself. It was Abraham. It was God having mercy upon Abraham's family that got him out. Lot is the one that chose to sin and taint himself going in that city. And everything that Lot touched got destroyed. Everything except him and his two daughters. Let's keep going here. This is good stuff, Brad. We're learning a lot today. And Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountain, and his two daughters with him. For he feared to dwell in Zoar, and he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Fear. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in, and lay with her father. And he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow, that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go thou in, and lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. First of all, we know these people are bound up with a spirit of fear for sure. Second of all, where did they get the wine? 
Do y'all ever think about stuff like that? These people just fled the city. Well, they may have had it in their bag, I guess. Uh, so they're having sex with Lot because they're afraid that mankind has ended through this. Let's keep going. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger rose and lay with him. And he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. Wow. Okay, bride, I just called on to something. Remember, we've been talking about why did Lot choose to participate in such gross sin in that city? And then I can hear some people saying he didn't participate. He didn't become a homosexual. No, but you know what he did is he brought his family there. He exposed his family to sexual perversion. He exposed his family to gross darkness. That means he partnered with it. It's the same thing when you vote. When you vote for people that are immoral, their sin is on your hands. When you vote for people that stand up for unrighteousness, then their decisions they make, you will answer to God for that. Because then you have partnered with them. That is what Lot did when he sat in Sodom and Gomorrah with all that filth and garbage going on in that city. Instead of him taking his family out and saying, I refuse for my daughters to marry a man like that. I refuse. See how it had clouded him so much that he kept his family there. I mean, ponder that for a moment, bride. What would cause you to stay in an environment where it would just continually rot your entire family. And that's what happened here. And then when God destroyed the city, the perversion visited his house. Even his own daughters. That shows the wickedness that were in their hearts because of what their father had exposed them to. He opened the door to a little and it ended up making much. So they ended up getting him drunk two nights in a row, and then they have sex with him. See, the perversion hit all the way home. All right, let's keep going. And the firstborn bare a son, and called his name Moab. The same is the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger, she also bare a son, and called his name Ben-Ami. The same is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. All right, bride. Well, that's the end of our Bible study today. Uh, we learned a lot. We learned a lot today about how when we partner with sin, it will come back in our house. When we open the door to the enemy just a little, little bit, then we compromise the whole mile. And it will open and come right back to your own house. That is such a sad story. And I pray that we will be restored. Lord, let me pray for all those right now. And then I got to get on the call with my team. Lord, I pray for everyone watching this broadcast, Lord. That you will bring the root up. So that they will know what they have opened the door to. And what they have partnered with. And when you expose that, Lord that they will repent and cast that thing down and say, okay, devil, you've been exposed in my life. 
and I refuse for you to take another inch. Okay, you tricked me this far, it's fine, but I'm shutting the door to it and you're not going another inch. You have been exposed. And I am pulling down this idol. I'm pulling you out of my life. I'm plucking you up by the roots. And I'm commanding you to let loose of my life. And let loose of my family. And I break off all generational curses that have been passed down through the lines. That my parents did. That my grandparents did. I break that thing in the name of Jesus. I'm not accepting any perversion to come down my family line or to come in my life. And I renounce anything that I participated in. Any sexual perversion that I have participated in, that I have engaged in, that I have tickled that little demon, that I have opened the door to, and I command you to go in the name of Jesus. I refuse to partner with you, and I cut it off every bit right now in the name of Jesus. Cutting off every soul tie I've attached myself to. Cutting off every sin I've partnered with. Cut off every lie I have believed in Jesus' mighty name. I am free in Jesus' name. I am a victorious bride. Walking in purity, holiness, and consecration and not giving the devil one inch. Lord, redeem the time. If I've given the devil an inch, Lord, give it back to me. In the name of Jesus, I accept the responsibility of what I've done. I am being real with you, Lord, with the transgression that I have done. You have revealed this to me. You have exposed this to me. And now we are cutting it off in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for revealing it. I'm not reasoning with you about it. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying, yes, Lord, I did it. Forgive me and set me free, God. The days of excuses are over. The days of trying to worm around it are over. It has come to the house. The elephant is in the room. We're addressing the elephant. We're cutting the head off the snake. We're doing away with it and saying no more. And the, plus for our nation, we cut off this uh, homosexual spirit. We cut off this perversion spirit that has rose its ugly head in our nation. And we tell you, idol. You got to come down in Jesus' name. We are commanding that you come down. And we pray righteousness rise up in our country. Righteousness and truth and holiness and purity. And may the Lord's will be done in our nation because God's the one that gave this nation. This is his nation and it's not ours to pervert it. Our churches are not ours to pervert it. We are not allowed to pervert the gospel or allow the perversion to come in the gospel. We repent of that, Lord, of the stench that has brought to your nostrils. We ask you to forgive us for that, Lord. Heal our churches, Lord. Heal our ministers and heal our land. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Amen. All right, bride. I've got to get on there with my team. Love you and God bless you. Hey, go check out that video. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.